mayor of Union Grove, and journeyman carpenter, who was straw boss on the construction site. Robert worked side by side with Brother Shiloh, a bona fide engineer, who had put up buildings all over North Carolina for the Days Inn hotel chain back in the old times. Construction methods weren't what they used to be, though. The men had no power equipment. All the work was done with hand tools. Brother Mordecai did nothing but sharpen saws all day. Brother Shiloh had designed an ingenious oaken crane run with gears and counterweights to hoist materials to the upper stories. The materials were largely salvaged from existing vacant buildings in and around town. Some new custom stock for trim and moldings was milled by Lloyd Hokley at his sawmill on the Battenkill River, which ran through town and then down to the mighty Hudson, four miles west of town. The roof was slate, a regional favorite, originally from the quarries of nearby Granville up by the Vermont border. The slate, too, was salvage, along with the copper nails needed to hold the slates on. Brother Job was anxious to complete the new hotel as he was working hard to re-establish trade in the region whose economy now centered on farming and the activities that supported it or depended on it. Among other things, the new faith group was breeding mules and trying to popularize them in a part of the country that, before the old modern times, had been partial to oxen and draft horses. Brother Job held that mules were superior in brains, temperament, and handling for any kind of work. They even rode better than saddle horses, he insisted. His own personal mount, Atlas, was a handsome bay mule of great conformation and personality, fully sixteen and a half hands tall. This mild spring afternoon, Brother Job was inspecting progress on the masonry heater at the heart of the new hotel. It consisted of a massive column of salvaged brick with an interior of baffle chambers designed to maximize the retention of warmth in the masonry mass. On a winter's day, you could fire it once in the morning and again in the evening, they said, and steady heat would radiate into the building all day long and into the night. The masonry heater occupied the center of the new building. One side incorporated separate fireboxes, steel cooking surfaces, and ovens for what would be the hotel kitchen in the new tavern portion of the first floor. The old tavern, meant to be a place of fellowship and community in troubled times, had been a labor of love for Brother Job. When it burned down a mere week after its grand opening, he had to weigh the mysterious intent of providence in the matter but determined after much reflection and prayer that he was commanded to rebuild something bigger and better, hence the added hotel. He had decided to name the new tavern the Cider Barrel, after the most popular beverage of the region. Brother Job, forty-six, plain-made, and burly like a barrel of cider himself, paused to admire the colored glass transom window above the door to the new barroom. Made in a new faith workshop, it depicted a federal eagle with wings spread, meant to convey the idea 
that the sympathies of Washington County and the village of Union Grove in particular lay with the remnant of the national government that called itself the Federal Union. Since the bombing of Washington, D.C., that political entity was now centered at its capital of New Columbia in Michigan on Lake Huron. It had little practical influence on affairs in and around New England these days, but the people of Union Grove had political allegiances that went back beyond the battlefields of Ball's Bluff, Gettysburg, and Malvern Hill. Even the New Faith Bunch had let go of their southern political leanings and come over to the federal fold after the indignities they suffered when leaving Virginia three years earlier. Now hostilities had broken out between the two new nations east of the Mississippi. The Foxfire Republic, centered in Tennessee, still reeling from the assassination of its leader, the evangelist...